Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 201 part 1 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. Thrilling IPL 2023 has finally come to a close, culminating in an extraordinary victory for MS Dhoni's Chennai Super Kings who claimed their fifth title, equaling a remarkable record. The summit clash took place at the home ground of the defending champions Gujarat Titans where an exhilarating last ball showdown unfolded with nerves of steel Ravindra Jadeja emerged as the hero smashing two critical boundaries to propel CSK to a narrow triumph over GT throughout the season we were treated to an abundance of exhilarating highs and unforgettable moments in this episode let us delve deeper into the captivating journey of IPL 2023 on the podcast to join us for discussion we have Prasanna Balakrishnan a passionate cricket fan from Chennai and now living in the United States he also has a youtube channel called PB Talks which covers cricket and football primarily being a follower of the game for the last 20 years he gives some deep insights and most importantly he knows his stats and is continuing to learn the sport and its journey without further ado let's get started hi prasanna welcome to never on the backfoot podcast first off how are you doing i'm good thank you um, i've been wanting to be a part of this podcast since forever um we've been speaking off air um regarding to this over a few times but yeah. finally it's it's been it's good to be here Absolutely, and you've been doing remarkable work on uh, your YouTube channel as well, and you really bring in a lot of insights. But to just you know kickstart our uh, discussion as well, now you must be really happy because uh, CSK were uh, crowned champions. So how happy were you to you know see them win, like as a fan, and even overall from an objective point of view? I think as a fan, uh, seeing them win, it only gives me like. Uh, undisputed pleasure and it's mm-hmm. like um, and that's what you wish to see from your team win trophies and that's the ultimate aim of elite sport um whether it be a fan or a player you want to see your team lift the trophy yeah and um, and whatever capacity so we have done that and um, but the game it was like stop start and i mean like is the thing in sport where you age from 10 to 7 to 40 to 75 back to 20 <laughs> all in a space of like 2 3 hours yeah i went through that fine and uh, and even overall um, just mm-hmm. just for dhoni himself i mean we we were all getting an inclination that this could be his final year mm-hmm. and um, maybe could this be the last hurra the last dance um, how i want to say it and um, the thing the, the picture of him hugging jareja at the end lifting and hugging jareja at the end with him shedding a tear Yeah. I think that would be many people's um, cover photos, display photos, however you want to call it, because that mm-hmm. kind of encapsulates what has been going on, and um, kind of causing a few doubts because there were rumors that Jadeja um, had a riff with this thing, riff with that thing. Some things were not going on here, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But I think that causes everything once and for all. Absolutely, I mean, uh, very heartening scenes, you know. Even as a non-CSK uh, fan, just watching it as a cricket fan for me too, that final was extremely emotional. You know, I've never seen uh, Dhoni be so emotive, and uh, it was just remarkable to see uh, CSK's journey through this IPL, and probably even like you look at the history, right? They've just been remarkable, and I think the the great, like a large part of the credit goes to Dhoni, right? Now he's such an enigma. So can you reflect, you know, on his presence in the team, that calming presence he has, rather, and uh, how he has helped CSK, you know, through the years. Yeah, and basically he is CSK through and through. He's been there since the first year. He's helped shape the team. He's mm-hmm. helped. Um, if you see, like in the uh, role of the line, the episode episodes on Hot Start, it looks it goes through how he he sits yeah. down with all the members, management members, and picks uh, players for the auction. Mm-hmm. When the management suggests someone, um, he looks at them and and he may be like, okay, he's good, but he could go with someone else. Mm-hmm. And more often than not. um is instincts work right and um, the thing what is good with ms and is clearly absent in many of your others is the way he backs his players mm-hmm. if he, if he sees someone he will back you to the hill and unless yeah. it's getting so bad 
he is not going to drop you. And mm-hmm. when you come to CSK as a player, you know, once you get that chance, you will kind of get a get a decent rope, at least four or five games. Mm-hmm. And and if you still don't perform, then it's obviously on you because he has practiced you as much as he can. So it's the onus is on you to perform now. And you look at the players that um, come come through the ranks over the years. You look at uh, from the start. You look at someone like Joginder Sharma, like obviously mm-hmm. 20, 2007, World T20 final, then 2008 he bought, he was brought into the team. Ravichandran Ashwin, 2010, um, it was kind of his like breakthrough year. Um, mm-hmm. You can take to an extent even Jadeja, the way he kind of turned around his career after he was there in the team, but he was not like a mainstay, if you want to call it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, and of course, who can forget Ashish Nera? I mean, we never we never thought that he would actually play master cricket after all those years. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, he actually did well even in his return, like in the World Cup in Australia series in the Asia Cup, he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it's like his presence there, he. You know he is there. You know yeah. whatever happens, he is there to say, "I am there. I'll take care of things." And that is just and and that's just an assurance that you need because some sometimes you do see captains literally dropping their head. You never see Tony dropping his head, whatever the situation is. And that's yes. the one thing that separates him from the others. Absolutely, he's a cut above the rest. Uh, you know, his captaincy, what he brings to the table is nothing short of remarkable. And all these years, in spite of that blip in between where, you know, CSK is not there for a few years, he still kept that uh, momentum going, you know, uh, came back stronger from all those uh, setbacks. I think that certainly uh, worked wonders. And even if you look at CSK's season overall, right, what do you think worked really well for them? I mean, you have your obvious pointers with, you know, Ruturaj and uh, Devin Conway at the top performing. Then you had Tushar Deshpande, you know, getting those uh, wickets. And yeah, but what are some of your other uh, takeaways? Some of the takeaways is that um, we had a steady opening pair for the whole tournament. If you see the 2020 and 2022 seasons, hmm. we chopped and changed the batting order as if it was like football manager, cricket manager thing. If you see 2020, we started with Watson and uh, Vijay, and then Faf came in, and then we suddenly put Sam Karan up top for, for some reason. And then finally, we decided, okay, we'll stick with uh, Gaikwar and Faf to proceed. And that's how. 2021, we rolled our way through and ended up being the top two scorers of the tournament. Hmm. 2022, we started with Kaikor and Conway. And then Conway, just after one bad game, was kind of benched uh, and Uttapa came in. And uh, Uttapa was kind of very, like, Uttapa, like, Uttapa Kaikor kind of like, worked and didn't work and was very inconsistent. You never had an hmm. opening um, thing. And you would always have very, when you lose either one of them in the opening six overs, which is not a good sign. Hmm. And finally, Devon Conway came in and put together some good partnerships with uh, Guy Quad. And then you, you realize that, okay, these two should be our opening pair for next season. This season, they are. And um, they have been superb. I mean, hmm. um, question marks can be there over uh, some of that some of that place. Um, sometimes when people say, oh, Conway does not have the great strike rate and this, that, and the other. Hmm. Sometimes you don't really see the circumstances pertaining to it. I mean, agreed, sometimes he could have played a bit faster, but sometimes the wickets are slowing down at the other end. You have to hold one end. Yeah. And you have to play according to the conditions, which at times he did. And um, Gaikwar is kind of, um, say, gone at a bit, scored at a bit more faster rate than I believe he has in the past one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. And the biggest revelation for me was Rahani and Dubey. I mean, Rahani, when he was picked at base price, I was thinking, okay, at best he's a backup for a Gaikwar. Hmm. Most of us thought that, let's be honest. And <laughs> yeah. he came in he came in at one down against Mumbai um, when the first wicket came down and he just went all guns blazing. Hmm. And it was partly to do that he, he played at one day, of course, which he has bought, basically uh, grown up at, playing hmm. his whole cricket career at the one day stadium. So it's like to, for him to see him play that freely uh, without any shackles and Dhoni has given him that role that, okay, hit um, if you get out, you get out. But if mm-hmm. I can get next year 30 of 18 or a 40 of 25 from you, that is more than enough. Yeah. Because CSK have had the thing over the, over the last 3-4 years that almost all 11 players can bat. Mm-hmm. That's how the deeper batting lineup is. So, they don't, no one needs to actually bat long. 
Some they just need to do this 30 of 18, 40 of 20, and then just keep the scoreboard ticking, whatever happens. Hmm. And especially Shivan Dubey as well. Shivan Dubey has just one clear plan. When a spinner comes in, just hit him for sixes. If you get out, so <laughs> yeah. bad. Hmm. And if you see uh, Shivan Dubey's gameplay, it's it's basically just one one style. Hmm. His foot movement is as, st as static as the Statue of Liberty. And he has this one shot over Tokar. Hmm. But to see him use that to his advantage, I remember um, a quote by Bruce Lee saying hmm. that I fear a, I fear a man who practices one kick 10,000 times than a man who practices 10,000 kicks at one time. Wow. That is something that is worth for Shivan Dubey. Um, hmm. The fact that he has mastered that and anything in his heart, he just, he's not just, he doesn't just hit them, he hammers them. Hmm. The only big sixes from Shivan, only big sixes from Shivan Dubey, no small sixes, no nothing. <laughs> and and that's the thing, clear given roles to them, not just coming with, and not just coming in and forth just for the sake of it. And he does not come in at number four every single time. Hmm. Basically, whenever the spinners are on and get falls, he comes in. Hmm. And that's his role. And and Jadeja, um, with his bat, there are question marks, but he has shown that he qualified one and the final. How hmm. important he is with the bat. He's always been important in the field as well as the bowling. Um, and of course, uh, Matisha Patirana. I mean, yeah. last season we saw glimpses of him uh, with his people calling him the baby Malinga and rightly so. But this season, um, granted he did bowl a few whites because of his action. Sometimes hmm. when it gets long, it's easy to go for whites. But um, he has nailed those Yorkers and even in the final when he still went for the 40 plus run, he still managed to pick up two wickets again, which proved very crucial. Hmm. Because extra one, two runs, we never know how can can impact the KLS method. Yeah. Especially with the shorter game. So overall, I think um, everyone has played their part. It's not been like, uh, okay, one or two people dominate the team and others just being there for the sake of it. Hmm. And ultimately, um, individuals win new games, teamwork teams win new teamwork with new championships. That's the ultimate thing I've always believed in. Teamwork always makes the dream work. And that's how we have rolled on. Absolutely. A lot of factors, you know, coming together has worked wonders. And obviously the captain right at the helm, Dhoni has, uh, uh, you know, brought this role clarity that has definitely uh, helped the team as well. But uh, although, you know, there were all of these uh, positives, I think Dhoni in like the post-match conference after the uh, finals was done spoke about some of the lapses that uh, did happen. So were there any yeah. areas like when you look at their season at last that disappointed you or didn't live up to the expectations? Yeah, there were a few. Um, first of all, like the Mbati Raido. I mean, he has retired now, but um, he, you, we didn't see the consistency that we expected from him. I mean, mm. agree that he's not um, um, going to play those long innings, given that he's coming at four. But still, you expect something from him. And sometimes you looked at him and he kind of looked all over the place. Mm. But good thing that he compensated all of them with that final knock yeah. of Mohit Sharma. So, that is one thing. And another one is Moin Ali. I mean, Moin Ali, I'm really, I was really disappointed, especially with his batting. Hmm. Bowling, he, whenever he was given chances, he took, a, he took a few wickets. But batting, I expected more of him, to be fair. He never really um, even gave a half a glimpse of what he was in 2021, where his role was just to come and hit, hmm. being a number three. And um, this time, he... It was basically that it government hit because he used to come at 15, 16 overs. But I never really saw the the Moinelli thing from him, hmm. um, which is just to be his usual flawless self. Yeah, and that was disappointing. Yeah. And bowling wise, I expected a lot more from my station. Hmm. Um, final he did go for 3804 overs, but some of his, but the spark that he had in him last season, I expected him more this season. Hmm. If you see last season, he was. One of our shining lights in what was a very poor season. Yeah. But this season, I expect a lot more from him, especially at Chepok, where it's a turning track. Away from home, he has kind of done decently. He's got like about eight minutes away from home, given mm -hmm. the fact that he played only after four matches because he was away with international duty. But at home, I expected a lot more from any sticks. And even more so, he's fielding. Mm -hmm. I mean, he kind of repeatedly said one or two times that he took training with the Sri Lanka Army cricket team and that's how he's helped gain his fitness. With all due respect, I'm not sure what training he actually took that because none of them seem to actually work here when it comes to his fielding because final, every time the ball went to him, 
he literally died after the ball went past him it was like a dive just for the sake of it mm. and um, last one i don't want to go on a rant but last one would be probably dosha deshpande yes he has picked up wickets but he really can do with um, cutting down on those wides and uh, focusing a bit more to back of the line delivery because sometimes it, you because this is the problem i saw with mohammad siraj mm. he used to try hard for yorkers that he would end up that he would end up being full process or full and deliveries half bodies that would get that would get hit for sixes hmm. and sir has now gone back to basics he's making the ball swing and he's doing back of the line deliveries and he's not trying for yorkers too much as he used to if you noticed and that mm-hmm. is what i would like this party to do don't try for yorkers too much stick to back of the line delivery because players are ex- nowadays players are expecting the yorkers and uh, and the full tosses and what not Hmm. And the back of the line deliveries are very very effective, which is what I would like to try him. Which was what I would like to see. Which I would like to see from him next season. Um, and it it would definitely hmm. add to his wickets. Granted, some of his wickets have come while the batters are gone for hitting, but still, uh, the economy is too much to be desired for. Absolutely. I mean, these are uh, valid points, you know. But I think what really worked well uh, for CSK was, in spite of these uh, drawbacks, some of their star performers really, uh, you know, ensured that these blips really didn't uh, come through. And you know, that's how even in the final, although the equation was down to what ten of two, we still saw you know uh, Jadeja come through, and uh, the rest was history, right? and uh, even when you look at yeah. csk's uh, season what is that one team performance that you know really stood out for you where you felt you know hey the whole team came together and this was a complete team performance i would say both the games against mumbai indians i mean hmm. we always um, kind of we have a bad record at vankere and, and have an even worse record at chepok against mumbai and csk dominate the way we did in both the games against them i think that was probably the best and hmm. uh, I was about to say the KKR game because we, again, we dominated that from start to finish as well. But mm. the fact that it was Mumbai Indians and we had to, you know, you always have that rivalry team where you want to get away opponents. <laughs> yeah. And that's and the way we, yeah, granted Mumbai have injuries, but so do us. And injuries are a part and parcel of game. You can't just creep about oh we have injuries. You have to get on with it. Yeah. Um. And both the games against Mumbai Indians, they were complete team performances and. Um, those were the those i would put if you, if i had to put one over the other i would put the game at chepok because at mumbai we kind of got hit at the start but at chepok at no point did i feel that um, um we were losing this game right i mean uh, these have to be uh, some stand out uh, team performances as well and now let's move on to gujarat titans our uh, you know other, other finals So when you look at Gujarat Titans uh, season now led by Hardik Pandya it almost seemed like they had all their uh, bases covered and uh, in spite of the loss you know to Chennai in the finals i think their season was like almost a near perfect one and many people yeah. you know actually commended them on the way they built their team from last season retained that uh, core and you know experimented in like good measures so what are your thoughts on their entire season even though csk won the trophy i would say that gt why the best team this season i will mm-hmm. tell that i will tell that to everyone straight because topping the table after the league stage is not is no mean feat yeah. and playoffs anything can actually happen but when you top the table you are the best team in the league mm-hmm. and when you top and i think they are the only team who have topped the table for two seasons in a row mm-hmm. i i might be wrong it Okay, I think after Mumbai, Mumbai in 19 and 20, and now Gujarat are doing in 2023. And yes, yes. The way their squad is, I mean, last year uh, we saw Gujarat and we were like Gujarat and Rajasthan, and they were the two best teams. And basically, they were those were two best teams in the auction. Hmm. The teams that did well in the auction translated to the season. CSK and Mumbai messed up in last year's auction, and we paid the heavy price for it, finishing bottom two. And hmm. um, uh, Gujarat this year they went on and added Kane Williamson and he unfortunately had to had to go off after the first game but the way the the likes of Sai Sudarshan and Vijay Shankar have stepped up in the already addition to um Saha and Gill Gill Shubman Gill oh my god who whoever team supporter you are you can only see in all that the shots are so easy they they just they just so he makes it ridiculously easy to play yeah the fact that he just um, 
and most of them are not even like slogs. If even if he sees mm -hmm. midwing at slogs, he either stands and flicks it over his legs or he gets down on one leg and goes over toe corner. Mm -hmm. And if you go down, um, you look at Hardik Pandya, who at points has done like MS Dhoni did in 2021, which is allow the other players to uh, take in before he comes in and uh, does what he does. Yeah. You obviously have the likes of David Miller, uh, Tevatia. Tevatia, I think, I kind of like um, say has been, he's not been great like um, compared to last season. Last mm -hmm. season, we saw him win multiple games. This season, not so much. But he was still a threat whenever he was there. Yeah. And then you have the other person, Rashid Khan, who is basically everywhere. He can bowl, he can field, he can bat, he can do everything. Yeah. And if you put an all-time level, he walks into it easily. Mm. He has to. And then you look at the bowling. Um, Mohamed Shami, a fantastic top wicket taker, highest wickets in the power play as well. Mm. Um, and then Mohit Sharma, oh my God. No one expected him, this Mohit um, Sharma to do what he's been doing. Yeah, and I thought he was more of like a player coach um, when Gujarat kind of signed him because he is the mm -hmm. one experienced guy and he would be there whenever, like only if they need him. But the way they have backed him, and he has also um, given me, especially CSK fans, good nostalgia of what he was in 2014 and 2015 when he was superb for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, the likes of Josh Lytton, the likes of Noor Ahmed coming in and um, um, and doing what he's doing. And I've always felt that if a, if a team has to do well, the Indians have to step up more than the foreigners. Mm -hmm. If the IPL team do well, the Indian core has to do well. You can't keep your foreigners having a shield for poor performances of the Indian players. So mm -hmm. that's what Gujarat have done well. And I can definitely see them dominating the league for a good few years now. Absolutely. I mean, the kind of players they have, the core, as you uh, rightly mentioned, they've built is just phenomenal. And just a side note, you know, actually Mohit Sharma was taken on as a net bowler, you know, but uh, the way he uh, progressed in all of those uh, sessions impressed the management enough to, you know, uh, rope him in, in like the main squad and eventually uh, the playing level. So again, it's a remarkable, you know, uh, comeback arc for him uh, from having been a mainstay for quite a lot of IPL teams, specifically like uh, CSK and now, you know, eventually uh, playing so well for Gujarat as well. And uh, that also kind of brings me to the point of Hardik Pandya, right? Now, he's been such a remarkable uh, skipper who is just, who's come, who's really become very different, you know, since that uh, injury he's had. So what do you make yeah. of Hardik Pandya, the skipper and, you know, the way everyone's perceiving him? I think he's someone who has taken responsibility I think as someone who is taking accountability for what he is doing. And I see a responsible leader. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look at many people, they would definitely say um, he should be a next white ball captain. Yeah. And um, yeah. at least a T20s. Mm -hmm. And um, I can completely agree to that. And to the fact that if you look at him one time, he is someone that who... Um, I kind of thought that the, once he started getting the big money in, I thought that kind of what we said, the way he was um, behaving, the way he was kind of like going on coffee with Karan, all the swag, chill, and uh, these performances were dipping. Yeah. And um, But the way he has come back, especially with the start of um, the, the last year's IPL, um, hmm. I see a player who is taking responsibility and uh, the way he stepped up in last year's final, um, three for, I think it was 3 for 15 in 4 overs. I mean, mm -hmm. captain showing the way for his team to win the final. And that's what I wanted to see from him. See, performances... Um, some can be good, some can be bad. You cannot get good performances every single time. But hmm. what I wanted to see from him is uh, take leadership and own, up, own it up to himself. And that's what um, that's what I like of him as a captain. And um, I can definitely see him not just captaining India in white ball cricket, especially for T20s, but I can also see him sort of succeeding. Because next year, when a T20 World Cup is in USA and West Indies, I can definitely see him leading, leading him well. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely, really excited to see, uh, you know, Hardik Pandya the skipper progress and eventually, you know, get uh, his hands completely on the Indian uh, cricket team's uh, T20 captaincy as well. And uh, even when you look at Gujarat season at last, now they were your table toppers, they got almost everything perfectly. But what do you think, you know, worked really well for them, but like not in the finals? Not a lot of areas you can find, right? You can't really find for that. I mean, it's like um, 
yes, the, I mean, if the Rinko Singh thing once, I mean, that was just a random. I mean, five sixes of five balls, lost five balls. I mean, when was the last time you actually even heard of that even happened? <laughs> yeah. You never heard of that. Yeah. And that was just a that was just a freak one, and even ten of two balls. And as I said, um, anything would have happened. Four four balls were perfect, and I think Harpreet Pandya, I think, kind of spoke him in the middle and kind of like, um, he was given some like this given like energy drink or something. I think that kind of stopped his momentum. I'll say, mm-hmm. I'll say, I think he would have definitely won it with his two Yorkers because he was nailing them and he was spot on, and um, because they were perfect with the bat. I mean. Scoring 214 in the finals, you're, you're like the highest uh, team um, score in the final. I mean, what more can you do? And even with the with the ball, um, yes, you could ask them, but they still managed to get it to 10 of 2 balls. And on another day, anything 10 of 2 balls means only like 1 out of 100 chances you win that. And it just didn't work out for them. But um, that does not take away how brilliant they've been the season and how they're brilliant they will be in the coming seasons. Because knowing them, um, if you're a top team, you will never rest on your laurels. You only strength, look to strengthen because mm-hmm. I think they would have realized now that defending a title is more harder than winning it in the first place. Yeah. So, I still think they have been the best team this season. Uh, we have beat them in the qualifier one and final. And uh, as I mentioned earlier as well, I can see them definitely dominating this league for a few good few seasons. Absolutely. And he does uh, kind of answer my next question where I was going to ask you about, you know, the top performers uh, for Gujarat this season. Now, although they had uh, a lot of, you know, striking uh, positives from this season, were there anything, were there any drawbacks or something that uh, disappointed you? Like they didn't make uh, best use of a certain player or some combination that didn't perhaps go their way? You really have to dig deep to find that, have you? Because (laughs) I would kind of say um, Saha because... Um, not totally disappointed with him, but a little bit disappointed that he. I feel he should have given more to Gil. Um, Gil has been outstanding. Sai Sudarshan, whenever he's given chances, he has done well. Uh, Vijay Shankar has been a surprise. Um, we are still looking. India is still looking for number four. By the way, that spot is open in case Vijay Shankar wants to wants to step in. Um, and um, Rashid Khan, David Miller, um. Kevartia, as I mentioned earlier, I think he was sort of disappointed um, in the fact that he did not give um, mm-hmm. um, too much um, compared to what he did last season. And um, even though in the Delhi game they lost, he still kind of showed that with those three sixes that, okay, he was about to win the, win the game for them. Mm. But that just didn't happen. Um, you can't really put too many negatives into that team. It's just that um, 10 of two balls, anything could have happened. Hmm. It's, it's never the right. I mean, uh, T20s are, you know, games of uh, margins and there's not much you can mull over because a lot happens uh, at any given moment. And even now, uh, Gujarat Titans, irrespective of that slight blip in the finals, as we've been talking about, have had a great season, right? But if you had to pick out that one team performance that kind of really stood out for you, what's coming right at the top of your mind? I would say the qualifier two against Mumbai Indians. Um, the way that they bounce back after losing at Chennai, um, especially knowing that chasing in the, is their strong zone and you would have expected them to chase 170 yard. But the way they came back against Mumbai, especially all guns blazing, um, scoring 230 plus with Chuban Gil, Sai Sudarshan, Hadi Pandya, all just taking toll on Mumbai bowlers for fun. And then the professional bowling performance, taking wickets at crucial times. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think that team performance kind of stood out for me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, let's move on to uh, Lucknow Super Giants, another, uh, you know, team that newly came into the IPL last season, but has certainly, you know, uh, won, their, won our hearts again. So, how would you uh, rate their season at large? Um, I still think they did good in parts, but um, I feel they were one team where the foreigners kind of carried the team, to be hmm. fair. You can see a lot of performances from the Indians, especially in the batting. Um, if you look at the foreigners, um, likes of Kyle Mayers, Marcus Stoinis, and Nicholas Bonin have been carrying their batting hmm. for most parts of the season. And Indians have done well in bowling, especially the likes of Ravi Bujnoi, Mohsin Khan. Um, yes, Thakur, whenever, whenever he's been given a chance, I feel he did well. And um, they still have a lot to lot to work upon. But hmm. um, if you had told them 
um in your first two years you would have reached two times playoffs they would be like um i I'm, I'm taking them with both hands and playoffs you know or or like um, it, if it happens on that day if it happens if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah and they are they are a good team but i i, I feel like indians have to step up more in terms of the batting Absolutely, and uh, I think one of the biggest hits for uh, LSG was how they lost their skipper. Right now, KL Rahul was a big loss. Yeah. But uh, how would you assess his impact, at least for the time he was there? And we also saw Krunal Pandya, you know, stepping up in his absence, marshalling that troop to uh, the playoffs, nevertheless. So, how would you look at that? KL Rahul was a loss. Um, especially if you look at the games like the RCB one, where they had to chase only like one twenty something, and Literally, every one of them thought, okay, let's go for a high run rate. And everyone felt like a pack of cards. Hmm. And if you look at even the eliminator against Mumbai, I, no one really stood up, stood there um, to play a knock. And I feel Kair Rahul being there would have actually kind of been the anchor role and uh, allowed uh, someone like Kyle Mayers or even uh, um, Marcus Toynis to do what they're doing. Hmm. And I feel that that way, they missed him in terms of the batting. Captaincy, I'm still not like convinced with him with this captaincy. To be fair, I mean, they have a good team, but uh, sometimes I'm I'm not really that convinced with him as a skipper. I hope I proved wrong, hmm. but um, but Krunal Pandya coming in and uh, he did well in those last uh, one or two games, but eliminated. I think he messed up the team combination from start to finish. I think he messed up messed it up really really badly. I mean, why would you bench Quinton Rickock and why would you? Start with two spinners at Chennai. Even though it's a spinning track, I don't think starting with two spinners is a great idea, to be fair. Mm. Fair enough. I mean, he's still, uh, I think, you know, growing as a uh, skipper. And uh, earlier, too, you spoke about how, you know, they had a very heartbreaking loss in the eliminator, right? So, what do you think? When you assess the loss, what do you think, like, didn't work out there? Is it fair to say everything? <laughs> yeah. Because you have Mosin Khan, you have Yash Thakur, and you're starting with spin. If you look mm -hmm. at Dhoni, even though he's played much games on Chaipok, he has not started with spin. He's been there with the fast bowlers, and then only when they've taken the wickets, spring on spin to choke the middle order. Mm -hmm. And that's what they should have done. Kunal Pandey basically bowled three overs in the power play. And he gave Kustam Gautam, who is not really sure because he hardly spins the ball as well. So, giving him the first two overs, I think it was very weird. And uh, they did pull it back a bit um, mm -hmm. because of Ravi Pishnoi and the way the fast bowlers kind of came back. But he, but the batting was a complete disaster. I mean, sometimes when you look when you look, when you look at that running, you will think that they're meeting actually for the first time ever on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's how like poor they were, especially running between the wickets and and no one was there to base hold one. No one was holding one end. Everyone was trying to just go for shots. Yeah. And there, there was no cohesion. And um, if you look at Mumbai's bowling, apart from maybe the dismissal of uh, Nicholas Puran, who I thought who, who I thought was a very good ball from um, Madhwal, hmm. every every other wicket was basically them giving it away. Yeah. Uh, Prerag Mankar hitting one straight to the only the one fielder behind. Um, Kyle Mayers not connecting one of Chris Jordan. Um, Deepak Kuda dropping a stinker. I mean, he bought in three runouts. Mm -hmm. Stoyan is the only one actually trying. Ice Padani couldn't get going. And it was overall a complete mess to be fair. And it kind of emphasized the way the way they were run out. And the only kind of good thing they could take out of it is probably having to took four wickets to be fair. I think he did well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, irrespective of all the controversy that does surround him, I think he was uh, exceptional in that uh, game, you know, picking up those yeah. four wickets and uh, really, you know, tilting uh, the favours, uh, tilting it in favour of uh, LSG as well. And uh, although, you know, LSG did uh, have this uh, streak of bad performances, but what? who are some of your, you know, top performers who impressed you and going ahead will probably be in the scheme of things for LSG? Um, I thought Kyle Mayers was a was a very good one. Um, given the fact that Quentin Dickock was not there in the first few games, uh, he stepped in, and um, you know the West Indian uh, cricketers they don't like to play defense; they only like to hit mm. from the first ball. And uh, I think that is where K. Rahul would have been a very good uh, 
um foil for someone like a Kyle Myers. Hmm. Um, I think he's been good. Estonia, I think, has been very good. Nicholas Poran, um, I've always rated him since the CPL days, and um, I don't. I think he's kind of been unfairly treated in some of the teams that he has been in. But the mm-hmm. um, fact that he's finally getting his flowers now at Lucknow Super Giants, um, I, I finally you can say that this is his team calling, mm-hmm. a true calling, if you if we want to say that. Yeah. And in terms of bowling, I think uh, Naminul Haq is one of them. Boxing um, Khan, um, not to forget, he defended like seven of seven or eight of the last over against Mumbai Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, when his dad was in the ICU, imagine what he must must have been going through at that state of mind. Yeah. And um, Ravi Bishnoi, um, you know what you're getting of uh, Ravi Bishnoi. Um, he's always been very good. And um, yeah, those are some of the, um, the positives I found. Absolutely. And uh, even when we look at some of the players that didn't, uh, you know, play as per expectations, you have the likes of Deepak Huda, uh, you know, coming to mind or even Ayush Badoni. So uh, are there yeah. any other players, you know, who are coming to your mind who kind of disappointed you and didn't live up to those expectations? Um, the obvious ones you did mention were um, uh, Huda and Badoni. I mean, Deepak Huda has been extremely poor. Um, the fact that he has been given up multiple long ropes is kind of questionable. Hmm. Um, and then uh, Krishna Gautam, I think even he has kind of been um, very like in and out. He's not really, you don't really see his performances that go wow. Um, yeah. Whereas when you saw him at Rajasthan Royals, um, you kind of saw you kind of saw him, you saw something of of him when he was at Rajasthan Royals. But hmm. I don't know what's happened to him ever since he's gone to LSG. Um, this season he has been very very uh, lackluster. Um, if I'm actually being generous, to be fair. Right. And uh, if you know, uh, you think of this complete team performance that LSG put that really, uh, you know, caught ya- your eyeballs. What would that look like? Oh, I have to find that one because um, <laughs> there are a few. Um, one of them would be the against the Sunrisers. Um, mm-hmm. the way that they won by seven wickets, uh, the likes of Prayer Mankar and. Puran just coming in and passing those runs, 44 of 13. It was absolutely breathtaking. He just took the game away from Sunrisers just in a in a, in a split second, and that's how that's how good he can be. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. um, he just took the game away from them, and uh, that's what um, that is that is one of my standout performances of them. Right. Let's carry forward our discussion, right? Let's talk about Mumbai Indians. This is, I think, another team that we didn't really expect would, you know, make it through to the uh, playoffs, yet uh, they did. So when you look at uh, Rohit Sharma and uh, the Mumbai Indians management too, I think they proved their metal once again in probably scripting the greatest comeback. I mean, they're known to make these uh, great comebacks as well. They lost their, uh, you know, they lost like games back to back at the start of the IPL and many people had just written them off. And to, you know, finishing third, I mean, and to, you know, uh, come up with the goods irrespective of things being written against them, they were still good, right? So what are your thoughts on uh, their performance? You know, that's the thing of Mumbai Indians, right? They always start slow, but when it comes to the crunch, they are the ones who come up with the greatest runner form. You know, when it's the crunch game, right, the last two or three games, on last two or three games and mm-hmm. if it's Mumbai Indians and if they are in the race to qualify for the playoffs you know they're winning all three of them because it's the some of the players have changed but the culture has remained the same that it mm-hmm. has to be of a winning mentality um, the mentality there has it comes from the top and um, from the management from if you if you look at players there you look at Sachin Tendulkar you look at Mark Boucher you look at Shane Bond mm-hmm. you look at you're looking at star-studded winners there and you cannot not win. It's like you. It's it's like it, you have to win because <laughs> you have been given everything in front of you. And um, even though we kind of say Ambani is Ambani that, um, I think they have created a culture that is a winning culture in Mumbai mm-hmm. Indians. That's why you see even in in the WPL first edition they won the WPL in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's carried throughout. Carried throughout. And um, especially when you think um, what people have said about Rohit Sharma that he only needs to have star players to win to win your tournaments, 
I think he has shattered all of them. If you look at the injuries they have had, Bumrah was out for the season. Hmm. Atzer came in for like two or three games and then he was injured and he was out as well. Uh, they had to get in Chris Jordan. But some, and um, you look at some of the players, they were out of form. Like um, him, he himself was not in the greatest of form. Ishan Kishan was hit and hmm. miss. Um, Sky was probably the only one you would say who was in form. Cameron Green was like 17 Trotmas. Yeah. Um, they lost Pollard, but they got in Tim David. Um, so you were wondering how the team combination was going to set up, but you always knew that they were going to start. It only had to take a start for them to get a winning run of form. And um, hmm. once they started off, once the likes of Vishan Kishan started fighting, Sky, we all know um, what he does and just the ridiculous nature in which, which he finds ways to score. Hmm. Uh, Tilak Varma scoring well for the second season in a row. Last season, he was superb. This season as well, he's taken it to a next level. Uh, Tim David, whenever he's got the chance, he has done well. Yeah. Cameron Green, I thought, um, especially with the bat, he has done superbly well. Um, although he does have limited opportunities with the ball, I'm expecting him to get more of that this season. Hmm. Um, the likes of Nehal Madeira and Akash Madhwal, um, they, have, they have been the most impressive ones. I mean... Hmm. Especially if you look at the Chennai game, uh, the game at Chepok, when they were kind of literally like going down all guns blazing. It was Nehal Vadera that hold, held one end. Hmm. And um, he, he has done that like a few times in this season. And Akash Madhwal, um, you saw in the Eliminator, 5 for 5. Hmm. Flashbacks of Kumbra in 2009 against Rajasthan. So, yeah. it's like, he, he didn't go in, in, he didn't go in the qualifier too, but um, come on. He has got his team to where he is. He is. Um, he can be afforded a bad game, to be fair. And um, it, it, it just happened. You can't really fault him for that. Mm-hmm. It just Gil was just on another planet that game. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Once they have, once again, again they have um, followed like the policy of back the players and then drop them only if they're having so bad. Hmm. You can't chop and change and expect to win. This is not like the video games that you're playing when you control it. Yeah. It's like they have also backed their players and they have brought in results. Hmm. And they won the eliminator in a canter and they qualified too. They did fall well short of Gujarat Titans, but still, um, even though they have a lot to be desired, I feel that they're moving in the right direction, especially after the after the disappointments they've had in 2021 and 2022 where they finished last. Right. I mean, they are a champion outfit, you know, winning the IPL five times like the CSK is no maybe. They were the first to reach there. And uh, I'm glad you actually brought this point of how, you know, even in the absence of uh, Bumrah and, you know, uh, Jofra Archer having that up and down uh, kind of season, they had a few big departures. But do you still feel that, you know, they were not able to, you know, strike that uh, right balance in their squad and they were kind of dependent on uh, the same players to deliver? Yeah, I think they were dependent mainly on their batting. Because mm-hmm. if you see the batting order, the batting order is they bat till like six or seven, and you have that set. And um, when you have players like Sky, Tilak Varma, Cameron Green, Tim David, you know you're, um, you, you're going to chase on any target. And they mm-hmm. show that when they chased uh, two 200 plus totals in a row, um, one against Rajasthan at home and one against Punjab away. Hmm. And uh, they nearly put, pulled against pulled it off against Pandav at home as well. It was only Arshdeep Singh Jarkas that stopped them from doing the same thing. Hmm. So their batting was set. There was no problems with their batting. I think what they thought was they'll somehow get the bowlers to get them to 170 score, and then hmm. their batting would take over from that. The problem is, however, if the if a bowlers mess up and your score goes up a 220 to 30, like how it did against Gujarat. Hmm. However, greater batting unit you are, you're not chasing 230. It's very, it's very, very hard unless someone gets a century or something. And yeah. unfortunately, no one got that for got that for them. Hmm. So that bowling is still a lot left to be desired. I still think they lack an proper off spinner. Um, I think Piyush Chawla has come in and done extremely well for them. He is another uh, player who no one expected to do well. Hmm. Um, like him coming in, and um, no one expected him to produce the numbers that he has produced. Hmm. Um, and the other bowlers, you look at someone like Ashtar Khan who has gone for runs. Jofrajar has gone for runs. Um, Chris Joran, basically he just goes for runs everywhere he goes. I mean, he's gone for runs in CSK, he's gone for runs in RCB, he's gone, he's gone for runs everywhere. So, yeah. I'm not sure if he was the right choice of replacement. Probably he was probably one of the few ones available. Hmm. So, they really have to work on their bowling department. Although, I think that um, 
they should definitely hope that they get Bumrah and Archer back next season. But uh, there's always a saying in sport that you're only as strong as your weakest link. Hmm. So you need to have players in the bench that are competent, if not as competent as the as your starting eleven. Hmm. I know it's hard. I know sometimes you have to convince players who have been starting to be on the bench. Yeah. But ultimately, that's what you have to do if you want to win trophies. You have to have a bench that is competent enough to win your games in case um, your first thing is injuries. Because injuries mm -hmm. um, nowadays, especially nowadays, even though we have all the technology and whatnot, we have to expect injuries, especially to fast bowlers. Because these days, fast bowlers are made up like glass. Mm. Four five games they play and they, they are like, um, I, I pulled a hamstring or I pulled a thigh muscle or I pulled a calf muscle, something like that. Mm -hmm. And this is and this is what they have to they have to deal with. They, I think their batting is set. It's the bowling that they need to kind of fix up. And um, if they do that, I can definitely see them doing well next season because Mumbai have always had this thing where they don't do well one season and then they win the next season. Hmm. One season, yeah. they don't do the season, they win. So, it's like kind of an up and down spiral. And hmm. uh, let's see what they do in the auction next year. And uh, and they should take it from there. Absolutely. And irrespective of, uh, I think, these shortcomings, you still had youngsters like Tilak Varma, uh, you know, Nehal Vadhera, then Akash Madhwal, Tim David, and Cameron Green, no, who have really provided Mumbai an opportunity to build on a core, look at, uh, you know, the future and keep these uh, players in the scheme of mind. So what do you think? Will uh, the Mumbai management, uh, you know, want to uh, retain most of them? I think Rohit Sharma has to take a big call and... Um... If, because if you see his IPL performances in the last seven years, it's hmm. been very disappointing. And I don't think even once his average has crossed 30. Yeah. Which is yeah. not great as an opener. Hmm. So, I'm not sure what he has in plan. and um, But he has to take a very, very big call. If it means that he has to step down and give the captaincy to someone else, hmm. so be it. And yeah. um, I think even some of, the, some of the Mumbai fans will agree that Rohit Sharma has to take a hard look at himself if he has if Mumbai have to do well in the next season. Because mm -hmm. yes, they do love Mumbai, they do love Rohit Sharma and they don't disregard what he has done for them in the past. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the game passes you by. And yeah. um, we have seen that yes, um even even for CSK's fact, uh, people may not like this, but I personally would have would have liked MST to step down and give the range to that guy mm -hmm. As a CSK fan, I'm saying that. Yeah. Because Ultimately, the team is what you support. You want the team to win, not just the individual players to win. So, hmm. I think uh, they would be looking to retain a lot of their players. Like you said, uh, the likes of Sky, Tilakvarma, Ishan Kishan, Green, David, um, etc. But uh, Rohit Sharma, I think he has a big call to make next year if he wants to. If he, if the if Mumbai Indians are to do well, he has to take a very, very big call. Whatever it, call he takes, it will be a very big one. If he stays, it will mm -hmm. be like, okay, what can he bring in next year? If he goes, then uh, who will be made the captain and who is going to take the reins forward? Because we have to understand Lloyd Sharma is 36. I know uh, yeah, I'm a CSK fan. I must know he's 41, but still. Um, mm -hmm. But you see his batting performances, you know, and you're thinking like you're an opener and how do you not even have an average of 30 plus? Mm -hmm. So that is what they will be looking to. Um, they'll be looking for next season as to whether he he stays on or what he has in mind. Because yeah, yes, they kind of reached their ceiling this year, which I I thought the ceiling was, I didn't have them in my playoffs, but mm. when they reached the playoffs, I definitely thought that was their ceiling because GT and CSK were definitely better than them, and someone or some one of those three students were going to definitely be moving into the qualifier two or even the final. Mm. So this is what it is. Right. I mean, I'm glad that you did uh, bring up this point of uh, Rohit Sharma, right? His uh, form uh, for the past many seasons now, uh, not mincing words here, has been uh, extremely concerning. And this doesn't take away from his uh, captains, you know, disregarding the uh, value he does bring to the Mumbai Indians setup. But as you rightly pointed out, I think he'll still have to, uh, you know, reconsider his uh, future going ahead if he wants to just, you know, focus on... Uh, not just like playing T20 cricket, but also also the other formats, you know, focus more on uh, that. So that will be quite uh, interesting to see. And if you also have to look at Mumbai Indians' season at large, what was that one team performance that, you know, really stood out for you and uh, a big positive? 
Um, sorry to bring this up, but I think that would be the one against RCB at Monterey, where <laughs> okay. they absolutely hammered your bowling. I mean, uh, yeah. 216 overs. I mean, as a RCB fan, you would be thinking, what the hell is going on? And, I mean, yeah. and that was unacceptable. Although they were too good, I thought RCB's bowling was unacceptable. Mm. And the way they basically just gave it away to them. And um, that, in terms of uh, team performance, mm. um, trying to find one. Um, there was one against KTR where even though Vengadesh has scored that 100, mm. I think they battled well. And as I said, um, if, they, if their bowling was good enough to restrict them to 180, 190, I think the batting was more than enough to take them through. Hmm. Um, so, that would be one of them. Um, because if you look at their bowling, it's, um, I'm struggling to think of a game where they have actually restricted a team below, like say, 150, 160. Apart from the Eliminator, of course. I, yeah, I yeah. think the Eliminator, that would be it. Best team performance, I would say the Eliminator. Because they scored 180 and they got them out of about 100 something. So, yeah. let's just put it that way. Best performance, Eliminator. Yeah. Absolutely. And it will be interesting to see how, you know, they assimilate and uh, bring up a new squad or, you know, retain their code, code ahead of uh, the next season as well. And uh, let's now, you know, focus on Rajasthan Royals. Now, when you look at Rajasthan Royals, right, they had a brilliant IPL 2022 campaign. They uh, went all the way up to the finals and quite heartbreakingly lost there. But uh, the following year, obviously, you know, they that's this year, they did enter the tournament with a lot of high hopes, you know, of probably replicating their success or even emerging as champions because they had the pedigree and the right players and everything in place. But uh, what do you make of uh, their season and, like, you know, briefly, what do you think went wrong? Um, I think it's one, one of the one of the things to do is with the home record. I mean, mm. when you see, if you see the teams in the playoffs, they are in there because of their good home record. TSK won 4 out of 7. Mumbai won like 5 out of 7. And I think GT also won like 4 out of 7. Something like that. Which is not great, but it's actually something. But if you see Rajasthan, they I think they won only like one, one game out in J4 out of like 4 out of 5. Yeah. And that is not good enough if you want to qualify into the playoffs. Especially the, the fact that they capitulated against RCB the way they did. Hmm. I mean, 59 all out. Seriously, when you're... When you have to win a game to qualify for the playoffs, yeah, that that certainly was not good enough, and especially the Sunrisers game. I think that um, that no ball and the way they lost it, it, it completely punctured them, and they were never looking back. They were never looking over after that. Hmm. I mean, you sometimes you have these bad losses, and you can put it down to say a bad day in the office, and you can come back from that. But when you have a last ball loss like that, it's very hard to come back from that. And I think that was the one that. Um, uh, punctured their spirits and there was they never really recovered from that to be fair right I mean I feel that was like a big uh, turning point in their campaign as well and I also believe that the kind of acquisitions you know they had in that uh, mini auction you had the likes of what Jason Holder Joe Root Adam Zampa I think it really bolstered their squad and enhanced that overall balance as well but do you think Rajasthan actually made the most of uh, these acquisitions um, Jason Holder to an extent, yes. Joe Root, not really, because he's hardly prepared. And Zampa, they basically want to bring him only for Chennai games. And to be fair, against Chennai, both games he did too well. But I'm not sure why he has not he has not been given a proper rope in the other games. Hmm. And that is what you would want to see. But their first seven was already good anyway. Um, if you look at their first seven, their Indian core especially was pretty strong. You had the likes of Jaiswal, who's had an incredible season. Hmm. Uh, Padikal, who's been kind of up and down. Samson, who's this season, I felt he started a bit well, but again, he has been off color. Hmm. Uh, Ashwin and Chahal. And uh, Dhruv Jodal, who I thought was a was a bright spot for them this season. Yeah. Well, their Indian core has always done well, but it's like the. As uh, f- first seven games, they were actually top of the table. They, I think, they were top of the table, or top of the table. They won five mm-hmm. games, and after that, they have kind of, uh, kind of like fallen off. And uh, yes, they did win one game in the middle against KKR by Jais for just completely hammered them out. But apart from that, you can't really look at a performance and think, okay, they have really done well. First seven games, they won five, and last seven games, they only won three. Mm-hmm. So, and it's and it's. 
and it's kind of like shocking the way it kind of unfolded for them and mm. you can only hope the next season they do a lot better and some of the players um which we will get to in a bit um really have to kind of like say proper step up next season absolutely i mean uh, at some point you know, they really lost plot and like the second half was just miserable uh, for them so they would certainly want to you know relook uh, their strategies but what do you make of sanju uh, samson you know the skipper and the kind of strategies that he brings it to now he's been on the fringes uh, for the indian team for so long and a lot many people had expectations that you know probably a breakthrough ipl season will help him uh, you know just make it into uh, the indian team but then this season has been uh, far uh, from you know inspiring any sort of confidence right yeah that's the thing which is disappointing of him because people keep on screaming for him being brought up to the indian team being him brought to the team and i get that he's not been given a long case for himself because before the temperate used to be the first three innings he would get one big score and after that he would kind of fade away hmm. and this season i'm struggling to even find think if he had even a big score that's how like kind of very inconsistent he was hmm. behind the stumps no doubt he has been superb and sometimes his captaincy has been good hmm. but i think you would expect more of him with the bat as given that he's coming down at number 3 yeah And that's why I think um, there is a lot, lot more left to be desired. To be fair, right. And you know, in spite of all of the uh, shortcomings that Rajasthan did uh, face this season, who are some of the top performers who impressed you? Now, I mean, the obvious answer would be you know, like the likes of Yashasvi Jaiswal, uh, Dhruv Jurel. Yeah. But anyone else coming uh, right at the top of your mind? Um, both the Indian spinners, Chahal and Ashwin Chahal, of course, now the Indian wicket taker in IPL history. Hmm. Um, Ravi Chand and Ashwin, he is just Ashwin is just Ashwin. He just knows what he's doing. Hmm. He's any track you put him in, he he deliver you wickets. Yeah. And one big positive I thought was Shimron Hetmyer, the way he came in and finished off a few games, especially hmm. the one in GT. Um, and some of the crucial knocks he has played. um dhruv jurel i thought was a was a big positive for them um and trent bolt as well um to be fair i think he did well and i think he did lose him at a crucial point um, due to injury and i think mm-hmm. um, if he had stayed there for a couple of more games and it, i think they would have definitely made the playoffs because at the end of the day they were just like one win away mm-hmm. which shows you how kind of they did fall off at, towards the end yeah because they just like finished um, behind the mumbai on run rate mm-hmm. So it only goes to show you how much fine margins they were. Absolutely, I mean there were a lot of expectations uh, in the season, and they couldn't quite deliver. And it eventually came down to uh, getting knocked out on such a technicality like uh, the net run rate. But uh, if you also had to look at some of the players who you thought would really perform well and kind of disappointed or didn't live up to your expectations, who's coming to your mind? For me, it definitely has to be Riyan Parag. You know, I mean, he has been uh, earmarked as this great player. You know, a very good all rounder, someone who's been scoring runs for fun in domestic cricket, and he's really uh, you know setting uh, like he's really like giving those expectations and hopes, right? But anyone else who's coming to your mind who disappointed? Josh Butler, I mean, you're not going to get the season you had from him last season because you're not going to have that season every single time. But mm-hmm. saying that, I expect a lot more from him. Um, and uh, he has been one disappointment. Ryan Parag, as you said, um, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do with him. To be mm-hmm. fair, in the team, yeah. And um, that is one. And uh, the usage of the likes of Param Zampa and uh, Jason Holder, to be fair, Jason Holder has played a lot of games, but um, and in some games you kind you kind of feel he is disappointed, especially in the fact that in at the Wankhede game, mm-hmm. where he basically gave for three full tosses to Tim David, I think that was disappointing. And um, the use the less the less you say the Maram Zampa, I think that has been very disappointing. Yeah. I mean that's actually uh, some good points you bring. Uh, quite a lot of. Uh... you know the the players used in the playing 11 were uh, questionable uh, choices but here's hoping you know they can bounce back and have a better uh, season going ahead yeah yeah sure 
well that does draw curtains on part 1 see you all in part 2 Thank you.